She's a doctor. Hi, I'm Dr. Dobek, and she's a dietitian. Hey, I'm Hannah Schuyler, and together we are the, the Doctor Dietitian Collab. Hey, everybody. Hello, hey. hello. We have an exciting episode today to release called Trust Your Gut, quite uh, literally here, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's like that mental gut and the physical gut that we're going to, you know, we're looking to do some surgery on. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. And it's all about that mentality that you have where you know in your gut, in your heart of hearts, that you should have bariatric surgery. You need to change your life. You need to make a big move because where you're at is just not where you want to be. And it's that whole feeling of standing on that edge of a cliff looking down, waiting for this right opportunity, this right sign. Well, we're here to tell you this is the sign. This is it to jump and see that, wow, I can do this. It's it's that opportunity that you're really looking for here. Yeah. And I think remembering that when you do jump and you do make this decision, like you have a parachute, you have a team behind you that is there to like, it. it's going to, there's going to be a point where you're free falling, but then like, it's going to catch you and and then you're going to have this like beautiful descent. Exactly. And that's what we want to do in this episode. This is all about that empowerment, about making you feel like you are worthy. And I'm going to be quoting um, from a book I'm reading now. And <laughs> it's probably one that some of you are like, that's a weird one, but I would highly recommend it. It is called Relentless, From Good to Great to Unstoppable. And it's written by Michael Jordan's trainer. So he trained Dwayne Wade. He trained Kobe Bryant. He trained Michael Jordan. And some of the things he said, they're kind of basic, but it's like, yeah, that's what this journey is like, is to decide that I'm going to give it every single thing I can because it is absolutely um, worth it. It's my life, really. It's that end result that we're all craving after, that right. championship. Right. And it's making the best of that life. Exactly. And I I love this quote to start off. And this kind of goes to um, what we hear all the time. What's your biggest regret about having bariatric surgery? And it is always, I just wish I would have done it sooner. And I think this quote was so great. Not everyone gets the opportunity to be stressed by the potential to achieve exceptional things. Make a choice or a choice will be made for you. So it's, it's like this whole thing about, wow, I'm super stressed about the thought of having surgery, like the unknown. What will life be like afterwards? Will I look like the weird one that's eating, you know, the weird things in the corner, like, oh, what's wrong with her, you know? Or am I going to be the one that, what will I look like after? What will it feel like after? Will I miss food after? And I think it's like, wow, you get to be stressed about having something exceptional happen to you. Absolutely. And I think Um, It's that idea of like time is passing either way. So we can – you can do it or you can wait and do it later. But time – that time has still elapsed either way. Um, Yeah, exactly. The time is going to be – passing by and each day that you think about this, you 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 research it, you're Googling it, you are, you know, it's 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 the time is now. And I think that's what the, we want this episode to be about. We want you to decide, commit, act, and succeed. We're going to decide that we want to do this. We're going to commit to this journey, this process for life. We're going to act on it. We're going to have surgery. We're going to wake up on a mission and we are going to have lifelong success which is not easy. Once you win that championship, 
and you have that ring and you're hoisting up that trophy and all is amazing. How do you wake up the next day and keep going to do it all again? Right, because it's like the what's next factor. Yeah, and I always feel that way about goal weights. I yeah. think when people are like, what do you think my goal weight should be? And then let's say you you achieve it. It's 18 months after surgery. Your goal weight was 150 pounds. You reached it. And then how do you keep at 150 pounds or how do you keep like the motivation? It's almost like there's no finish line. So if you run a marathon, yeah, you fit cross the finish line after 26.2 miles, but here there's no finish line. So how do you keep that intensity, that focus on yourself when it's kind of feels good to not do it sometimes? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that that's that is really the difference between and you know, you'll always hear in in any kind of program that you do with nutrition or weight or health or anything like it's a lifestyle change and it's hard to when you do have that intense period of time of it's it's more of diet focused it's more intense it's more that and then it really is it gets to where it's like oh well this is just a lifestyle change and now I'm in that life and how do I make that exciting and and move me ahead to then set other goals or Sometimes you don't, you know, just keeping is the the goal. Maintaining is the goal. But are there other things that now you're like, okay, well, I've done this. Mm -hmm. And now what can I go on to? You know, it's that ever like achieving, ever moving needle. Yeah, it's that that just hungriness for um, that adrenaline rush of, of, of accomplishing something that many think is impossible. So we've talked about the statistics before about how few eligible patients actually get these bariatric surgeries. So less than 1% um, who qualify get these surgeries. And sometimes I do think that it could feel lonely. And I think that's why our bariatric community is very tight knit and there's a lot of support. And you really, again, if you're not in a support group, join our support group. We have one is is this agnostic to program. It's just meant to to be a place where you don't have to feel lonely. There is an undeniable loneliness of chasing goals. Most others just think are impossible. Like, oh, look at her. You know, wow, she lost 150 pounds and it's like, I can't even, I can't even imagine it. Like maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day. And it's just having that, like, again, having that decision that you decided, you committed, you acted, you succeeded. And for those of you who um, share your stories on Instagram, I do think that that's what's so remarkable. It's that, wow, that seems impossible, but you did it. You're a real person. And um, and it's just keeping that that intensity. Yeah, I definitely think that, that having that support and knowing it's, it might feel impossible and when we specifically talk about weight loss and goals, you know, when somebody struggled to lose 10 pounds and they're like, I can't possibly lose 100 pounds because I can't lose 10 pounds. And then, you know, you look at the science and you look at the the things behind the scenes of why does bariatric surgery give you the opportunity for that success. And then I also always challenge patients who are struggling, especially when they're, you know, maybe not losing weight as quickly as they thought or they've hit a stall or anything like that. But I always say you can't lose 100 pounds if you didn't lose five pounds. So mm-hmm. starting with those small goals, because a lot of times we see um, – I, I'd seen a great picture. It was like a, a ladder, and it didn't have as many rungs in it. And it was like a person looking up, and it's like you can't climb a ladder without – the small rungs, huh, you know, I because you that. can't reach it. And so it was like, yeah, if you take a step back, we put some, we build in our little small rungs and that can be some of those motivators too, to keep the process 
you know, exciting and moving along. Exactly. And so and it can also feel, it's so funny. It's it's like, I just lost five pounds this week. Okay, that's unbelievable. <laughs> or how you're upset about that. But then if you only, um, if let's say you have a week where you gained a pounds back or something mm-hmm. or two pounds, and then it's just like, Oh my gosh, it's it's it, that direction is just like you can't even function. You are so obsessed and you allow that scale to dictate the way you feel, mm-hmm. the way that your personality and your mood will be for the rest of the day or the week or the month until you step on that thing again, which oh, we could go on and on about the scale, which is why we have non-scale victories, that's for sure. Absolutely. So I want to talk a little bit about these things being impossible. Um, and there is, it is always, everything's impossible until somebody else does it. And I want to give a shout out to um, a surgeon who I had the opportunity to do a lot of these, pod, or these um, I do educational events. We have like a fellows course that we do together. And in 1993, his name is Dr. Alan Wickrove. He performed the first laparoscopic gastric bypass in the world. Oh, wow. And he decided um, we can do gallbladders laparoscopically. Why don't we try to do this? It took him hours. He said he, he describes this this sort of scene where there's all these people who are like watching and looking in the OR windows and just like what's happening. And he threw that just seeing the way that it should go and just doing it and then accomplishing it. And now it's like, yeah, that's, of course, the standard of care is laparoscopic or minimally invasive surgery. And I think that that's, you know, why also it's there's patients and they're brave and it's like one person gets it and then their friends and family get it. And then they 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 sort of start a whole revolution for their entire like system and their network of of friends, family, people that just randomly see them and get inspired by them. So I think it's very powerful. Um sharing stories and, and and actually, you know, feeling from other people's stories. Yeah. That's one of my favorites is when somebody's like, I just got surgery and now my husband is coming to, to you or, you know, we're going somewhere else or whatever. But it or my cousin did this, my aunt did this. I, and it I is. Love that. It's the idea too of that first follower. So if you're ever yes. doing something crazy, you see somebody out like there's a video, another video of this of somebody out dancing on a lawn, and it just took one person to go out and dance with them for it to seem more normal. And then by the end, everyone That's, is out, you know, just dancing and having a fl- you know blast and a little bit different and you know different kind of situation. But it is, it's that first person to show it's impossible. It's kind of crazy to think about the like laparoscopic back in 1993 because I'm just thinking about like what tech was like back then like the screens would have been you know i'm imagining the tvs that we had back in the early 90s there were like 20 inches deep and you know like it must have been totally awful even in the last decade since i've been doing this just the clarity they have this system called 4k which if you were to watch regular tv on this the 4k definition uh it I mean, I, I would feel like you were literally there, even probably better than being there. I feel like sometimes the mm-hmm. the, the clarity and the precision and, and the magnification. Also, what we see on the inside is super magnified. I don't know if you realize that the laparoscopic mm-hmm. image actually makes it so magnified. When I pull out a specimen, sometimes I look at it, I'm like, oh, my God, it's so tiny. So little. It looks yeah. so little because I'm used to seeing it. My brain is so like muscle memory to seeing it in a certain direction. 
And I just really love um, when you're talking about, you know, one person does it, then the next one does it. And we're like, oh, there's always this time when the, let's say the wife goes first and the husband goes. Most of the time they'll be like, you did my wife. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Like maybe same last name, something like that. But there's sometimes where it maybe it'll be a friend and and you don't put two and two together. And then you'll see the support there and you're talking to them like, hi, I'm Betsy Dovick. And you see this like little look on their face where they're just like, you don't recognize me. You don't recognize this. And then they jump up and they're just like thrilled out of their mind. They're like tickled that you, a lot of times, excuse me if I don't recognize you guys, if you've lost a hundred pounds, it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I haven't seen you in like seemingly overnight for me, at least you're totally physically transformed. It's amazing. Yeah. That is so funny too. Cause it is, it's like, you're like, wait a second, hold on. You have to like reconcile that person that you saw the last time with this person in front of you. And it's like, once you get talking, it is like, oh my gosh, absolutely. Of course I remember you, but just, it's like, I, it, you know, I would have passed you on the street, not even I noticed. Know. It's true. Like, and it's like, she's rude. No, we're not no. rude. We just want to make sure that you know that <laughs> we, we just don't see you all the time. <laughs> I know. And like, yeah, you know, somebody asked me um, the other day, they, they said, why is it that when I look in the mirror, I don't see a difference, but I can see it in the picture. I'm like, it's just like having kids. Like you don't yeah. see them um, when, when you go to a family reunion once a year, they're like, whoa, yeah. Adrian is so tall now. And I'm like, oh, I like, oh, I guess so. Like I see the picture of like I can't even like remember her like as a baby almost already it's very weird so yeah it's the same thing like I mean 100 pounds guys I mean any amount of weight is is just it's it's noticeable okay and it's it's incredible And, and I know the mind games we talk about body dysmorphia and well, there's that's a whole nother topic yeah. <laughs> of discussion here. But when you're when we're back to, you know, just this impossibility of of changing your life and changing kind of your identity with our identity crisis podcast and achieving this pinnacle of your health and wellness and, and hopefully joy and happiness that comes along with it. I, I love this quote as well. And it and it's saying that that sometimes people are afraid to climb too high because if they fail, the fall will kill them. But you have to remember there's no ceiling, but there's no floor either. And I think that that is just so powerful that you're that we all want to play it safe, mm-hmm. sometimes to the detriments of our mental health, our physical health, um, our well-being, and um and it ain't easy. It ain't yeah. easy to climb up there or to take these big leaps or all those sorts of things. Um, but, you know. The opportunity cost. The you always cost have to weigh that. Of the opportunity to get there. How do you get to the top of where you want to be and stay there? And this is what I hope that if you're somebody that's like, man, I had surgery two years ago and man, I needed to hear this message. Like I've been getting a little bit lazy with my intake. I used to be highly successful with journaling. I used to be great with my meal prep. I used to really watch the carbs. I used to, you know, whatever works for you. Sometimes it's great to get back to the basics. Sometimes when you're doing it too much, you need to like change things up. You need to see your wonderful dietitian (laughs) for a medical nutritional therapy visit. Maybe you have something else going on. So it's just all right, where am I at today and where do I want to be? And I think for me, one of the most um, impactful things that I do to really just um, level set with myself and stay focused on what I really want is to write it down. 
Mm-hmm. And I journal. I really love to journal, write, put some to-do lists in there, like all these chaotic thoughts in my head. Like, let me organize them by putting pen to paper and going for it. What do you feel like you do to really just, I don't know, keep focused on your own professional growth, personal well-being, all of it? Um, I definitely am a, a to-do list person. The idea of like actually journaling those stresses me out. So okay. Like, I'm not a writer. Um, I'm definitely more of – I do like a to-do list because I like to be able to have, again, those like even those small steps. Like those are important to me. Even thinking like, you know, not professional, personal, anything like cleaning the house – you know, something like that. It's like, okay, we're writing on there that we're washing like the six dishes that are in the sink. Like, yep, that's getting written down so I can check it, it feels off. feels so good. It feels so good <laughs> to like cross that out. Um, I've definitely had days where like I've put wake up on my to-do list so that you start the day <laughs> with achieving something. And uh, it's like, that's I awesome. did it. Um, so yeah, I definitely think that. I think also just talking through and, and really having support. I'm I'm somebody who loves to like need that support from other people people to to boost me up because I I will sit back and I dent, I do tend to play on more of the safe side of things um you know it's 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 safe it's comfortable and and you know what you're getting but it is it's to that okay what's the opportunity that you're missing out on um so having those like conversations with somebody who is a little bit more forceful a little bit more you know focused i don't know maybe the woman i'm staring at right now um, <laughs> well i was going to i wanted to give everybody a case study a little example of our podcast and its genesis and how we are here on i don't know what episode this is 789 already and we have like have had thousands of listens. We're like, wow. And it and it came from an idea to do it. And if you're looking at it like, oh my God, it's this endpoint goal. Okay, you have to have a podcast. Well, what does that even mean? How does one even get that? How do you do this? But we really did. We chunked out the steps and we both know each other's strengths. And I, I feel like it's we we just really do well on getting this thing off the ground, which yeah. seemed impossible. Well, and, and I do think that's a great like like example of it. It was like, you know, I think I said, like, let's do a podcast or, you know, threw it out. And you're like, okay, done. And she's like, I'm calling the studio. And I was like, we need a name first. <laughs> like, hold on. Like, I, but, but we needed the forward push from you. And then we needed also that level set of like, we need a name. We need, you know, a font. We need to think of – we went through a lot of different names of uh, with yeah, Dr. Dietitian in them. Um, but I think that was – that's – and that to me is where you do see – and I think when we look back, even thinking back now to surgery and all of that, where you do need that other person. Like if you're the one who is like, uh, I don't know, I'm I'm okay where I'm at, like nothing's – really wrong, but I'm not sure. But if you have that person that's like your cheerleader, like that's like, great. Hey, I made an appointment for you. Sometimes just picking up that phone can be the hard part of of doing it. And just getting the information can be that hard part. Because the other thing is you can always make a phone call and and change your mind. Like that's an option. But I think for sometimes it's like having that counterpart to you to say, I'm your support. I am... You know, whatever you choose, I'm here, but I will I will also do steps for you if you need it. Oh, that that person to have that yin to your yang is so imperative. And I just remember we were at Leslie's baby shower, just like a little office baby shower, surprise baby shower. I think we were eating cheese cubes. We were sitting there just chatting. You're like, I really want to do a podcast. You see, I'm one of those ones that I don't even give myself a split second on the edge. I just start dead sprinting and then I jumped and I'm like, come on, I grabbed your yeah. hand and then we did it. <laughs> and then just for though everyone knows this amazing branding and this whole thing, that was Hannah. She made that Thank on you. Canva. Anyway, it was 
was just, it was, it was so great. And I think that this also goes to like, how do you pick the best program for you? Because there's different personalities and different cultures and energies from the programs and from your providers, from your dietitian, from your surgeon, from the support staff. So for an example, I remember um, when I was just starting off in Baltimore and there was a, a nurse practitioner there still great friends. And she told me this story. And I think about this all the time when I'm driving. So if you guys are listening, hit me up that you you will think of this too going forward. So anyway, she says, so what I do is I tell my patients that even when they're driving a car, that squeeze your ab muscles, squeeze your abs when you're turning the wheel. And also if you're sitting in a chair, you know, um, you know, just lift up your legs a little bit and move a little bit. And I remember thinking like, what are you talking about? These people have don't are more physically fit a lot of times than than I am, you know, our patients. And I think mm-hmm. that that was almost I felt like like an insulting stereotype in a, in a sense. Essentially, you know, if a program is um, if anybody offers you like a workup a workout that's involving the words like easy or comfort, these are not workouts. These are insults. And I do think it's insulting if someone's just like, oh, okay, just take take this easy road. Like I'm here to tell you in your face that this is going to be hard. Mm-hmm. This is a big step. Doing the first step in doing something so overwhelming, like changing your life is always challenging, but I'm going to be here to help you. I always tell people who, um, let's say you have, you weigh over 500 pounds, 600 pounds, 700 pounds. I will help you. I'm going to meet you halfway. You better meet me somewhere. If mm-hmm. you don't show me your dedication to this, then um, you're insulting me. And I am, it, then it's not going to work. So sometimes people show up, they're like, I lost 100 pounds in the pre-op. I'm all in. I'm like, you're going to kill it. You're mm-hmm. going to be the best patient. And I just, I just love that. Yeah. And I do think I think that's what some people need. And I do think, though, that there are some instances where somebody is going to need that like that handhold that like we're going to start with the lifting our legs and we're going to because there are people that are truly at at different levels, too. And, and you know, I also see the people who I see them for counseling and they're like, I did the things we talked about and I didn't lose any weight. And it's like, it's OK. You did the things and you have shown me you've done the things and because of xyz you may not have lost any weight and that's okay too and and so i think that having that knowing where you're at too if you're again like i would need you i would need the person that's like get in the car we're going versus somebody else who's like i can i can do it on my own i just need a little bit of like you know i'm on my own time and i think like you said choosing the program that works for you and looking at is it traditional is it more modern is it you know, what what works best. So true. And you're the one that literally tells me to get my hair wet when we go swimming. And we, I'm obsessed with this. this. I'm obsessed with this <laughs> because it's like, like literally let your hair down and get it wet too while you're at yeah. it. Have fun. And I just like watch you. I, I'm obsessed with you. I think we are great. I'm all like, let's go. I'm so intense. I In this book, it's like, you know, Jordan, when it's like unwind, I don't want to unwind. I want to say wound. But you're like, just chill out for a minute. It's going to yeah. be fine. Take five <laughs> minutes and enjoy. And exactly. that's the other thing. So kind of thinking back to the um uh like maintenance phase of things i also see the benefit in not always having some new goal i think that a lot of times we go and we go and we go and we have this big goal and we have this big goal and you meet it and then it's like okay what's the next thing mm, what's yes. next what's next what's next mm-hmm. and it's like you just accomplished something massive yeah sit and enjoy it 
you know, and and I'm really good at relaxing. <laughs> and my husband is this way. He is like, once he hits a goal, he's like, okay, well, now what do I do? Mm-hmm. Now what? And I'm like, I don't know. You just did something awesome. Like, what do you mean? Like, let's go to dinner. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, when you do have to – You do have to set goals and they're important and having something to work for and achieve and strive for. But it's also important to like settle in and enjoy it for a little bit and just let yourself be. Yeah, I think I'm always chasing that feeling of being in the zone. And, you know, when you're talking about all of this and we're talking about support and like different personality types and different people on their journey too. And I I do want to backpedal and be respectful of that, that you know, comparison is the theft of joy. We, we've talked about that. And I don't want it to say that um, because right now, like just being able to just lift up your legs, if that's, you know, awesome, like right. you're right to take, lift up your foot to take the first step. It's That's perfect. But I think we're all trying to get to like this in the zone. And I think about the bariatric retreat a lot. And I, and I talk about how magical that event was. And it was just like witnessing people in that elusive space where they are, they were like fearless. And it was really powerful. Like where, where and when do you feel like you completely can trust yourself to let go? Like when have you felt that I felt like I witnessed human beings doing that on that runway where everybody was just cheering louder for the next one over the next one. And it was just because you're witnessing, it wasn't so much about the clothes or even the physical outward appearance. It was about just this, they were in the zone. Mm -hmm. They were just like unapologetically themselves. And it was like, I've never felt like I felt watching that fashion show. Like, I don't know why. I just keep bringing that up. I felt something so intense inside of me. I just want to replicate that over and over. Well, and it was. It was that, like, outward glow, inner glow coming outward. Yes. It was there. Um, Are you asking, like, when do I feel that way? Yeah. Um, Have you ever had, like, that moment when you would, like, there's, like, happiness and then there's, like, joy. And joy is something that is, it's not, like, I mean, the day-to-day, you don't tip it. Like, I don't yeah. walk around feeling like I'm just joy because then so you're, you're psycho because you're going to have, yeah. like, equally low lows probably. I don't right. know. Um, but there's those, like, moments where it just felt like, wow, I almost, like, touched heaven or something. I mean, I would say, like, my wedding was probably one of those times. Even just standing on the stage and, like, look at, like, when I went to give, like, oh. the welcome toast or speech or whatever. And it was just, like, seeing all the people there and just, like, again, it was a big moment that had been built up to – and so I think seeing that, that was definitely one of them. Anytime, honestly, I, I really like talking in front of people, which yes. I think is most people's, like, worst nightmare. But once I get on a roll, I'm like, let's do this. Like, let's just get up and I'll, yeah, give me a topic and I'll just, like, I'll make it up if I have to. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I think being in those kind of positions where I can do that um, – yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I I love it too. We are two peas in a pod weirdos who love public speaking on that yeah. one too. Now I want to change gears a little bit, and I want to talk about that. You talked about that internal glow coming outward. It's like that internal, like you can't like light a fire in somebody else if you're not lit within, and just sort of this whole thing that comes back to basic instincts. And many of you probably have read Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And she opens it with this whole thing about the cheetah story of how there was this regal look in the cheetah's eyes when it was behind the bars of the zoo cage and how it really just wanted to be into the wild. And I read this in this Relentless book too, where it says like most people are 
are that lion in the cage. Mm-hmm. We feel safe, we're tame, it's predictable, and we're just waiting for something to happen. Like, oh, wow, that was some drama. Let me like watch this Netflix show and, and indulge in that. But for humans, the cage is not made of glass and steel bars. It's made of bad advice, low self-esteem, and BS rules and tortured thinking about what you cannot do and what you're supposed to do. It's molded around you by a lifetime of overthinking and overanalyzing and worrying about all that could go wrong. And if you stay in that cage long enough, you forget these basic instincts. Ooh, that one spoke to me. I'm like, oh my goodness. So intense. Yeah, I think definitely there's a lot of people that are out there that are, they are, they feel stuck by what has always been done. And again, when we look at at somebody trying to lose weight, what's always been done is the safe thing. It's always the diet. It's the, you know, I'm going to go out and buy these over-the-counter pills or I'm going to do that, this, that, the other. And it's like, it's kind of just, I know what it is and it's safe and it's there and it's approachable. And to really, like, be able to step outside of that and look at with an outward lens of, like, we can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over, the same safe option, because mm. it's proven to not work on on you. Um, yeah. If you want to be the best version of yourself, you need to put aside all that, these restrictions and limitations, the negativity, the doubt, the self-hate talk. Stop it. Just stop it. I mean, that's back to it. You are worthy. And if you're pre-op and you're listening, you're gathering all this information, don't overthink this. Don't overanalyze this. I'm not saying this is not without risk. There's not things to consider. Yes, you want to make the best informed decision. You want to pick the best procedure. You need to do your homework. I agree with all of that. But at some point, jump, go, do it. It's going to be awesome. And you're going to regret not doing it sooner. Yeah. You know, Oprah, our dear um, <laughs> friend here, um, says... She's in the room, guys. Yeah. Oprah's I mean, Oprah, with us. You, don't, you never know with me. You know, yeah. you never know who I... I <laughs> if you show up with Oprah, I will marry you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, did you ever see the thing where I got Snoop Dogg to announce one of our... Um, our patient parties that we were having in, in Maryland. No, that's awesome. Yeah, and the, and the location of it was on Dogwood Lane. So he was like, you better be there on Dogwood Lane. It's going to be lit lit. And it, anyway, it was like super awesome. It was like the best $420 I ever spent. Yes, that was sort of cost, but that's a different story. But anyway, Oprah said that every right decision I've ever made has come from my gut. Mm-hmm. And every wrong decision I ever made was a result of not listening. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'll tell you. I also have, I think, a very great skill of a very um, clinical spidey sense. Like, I know instantly, like, this is like, ah, you just have to poop. Like, it's probably just constipation. Or like, this isn't right. This is not right. And, you know, and you yourself have your own spidey sense. We talk all the time. Like, if you feel like after surgery, something wrong, trust yourself. You know your body. Demand to get answers before something more significant happens. But it's the same thing here. Like, you're saying your mental gut, if you will. And you need your mental gut to kind of kick in so that you can change your physical, rearrange your guts on the inside. Yeah. I mean, quite literally. So I, I think that that's I think that's true. So if you're feeling like, I really want to do it, but I don't have the support of my family or all of these other misconceptions and bad mm-hmm. stigma around it, just go on Instagram and look or just go on Facebook yeah. and look. Or do an info session with the surgeon that you're thinking about. Again, like reach out, make that first connection. Because I do think a lot of times too, when it comes to when you have that gut feeling, like if you don't always act on it quickly, 
it almost just becomes like a tummy ache and it's just like it's Ugh. like nagging at you and then you're just like I don't know and then it's and then it can turn from like instinct to like anxiety and Ugh, I was just going to say that like you know it's like just take that first step and see exactly. and again like you said obviously we want you to do your research and figure out what's best and maybe you find even something like medication is going to be a, a different answer for you versus surgery um or something you know there's there's other things out there but taking that step of of what needs to change and and yeah finding people and if you don't have the support in your life finding people that can answer your questions and can support you cuz they're out there too no doubt. And I think it's proving, you know, having someone help you to take the first step or internally like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take this step. And okay, that wasn't that bad. It didn't, that wasn't too hard just to Google this and look up information, read more, listen to this podcast, really, you know, go for it. I think though, that will also, once you finally do it, it proves to yourself what you're capable of. So, and then you have to like, Show that in everything that you do, every chance that you get, that you just, you know, this podcast, um, we're putting a lot of effort into it so that it we're proving that, like, we really want to give you something that hopefully you find worthwhile and that um, I even learned how to um, make a website on GoDaddy. I mean, that was like... It's really impressive, too. Thank you. I made that on a Saturday morning. I'm like getting good I know. on GoDaddy. I was out shopping and you were texting me I know. You were like away in Chicago <laughs> I in and I was like, what do you think about this? You're like, Betsy, just leave me alone. It's Saturday. I'm in Chicago. And I was like, hey, one more question. I just pretend like I didn't even read it. I just kept like bulldozing right for it. Wouldn't it be fun to be my friend, guys? I mean, this is this is really great. Um, and I also love this about the journey and just, again, just keeping that motivation, keeping that inspiration is that this journey – if you feel like, oh, wow, people say I'm clutch. Clutch is about that last minute. But if you're relentless, it means it's about every minute forever. And that's what the journey is. It's, it's a lifelong one. And some days are better than others. And then sometimes you slip and just don't slide. And you just get on track and you, you get off track and, you know, all of that stuff. But it's, 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 it's about, like, trying to avoid the pointless stress and anxiety, that's when you show up unprepared, you don't put in the work, you blow off your obligation to yourself, and then you have that pit in your stomach. And I think that that's a lot of what it is. It's just that, all right, you know what you need to do. Just stand up and do it. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Like, just do it. We're going to give you some tough love here to, to, to believe in yourself, really. Tough love is real love. I know. It sure is. And remember that everybody is given an ability. Everybody. But not everybody finds out what that ability is. And um, maybe your ability is you're an amazing on-the-fly public speaker and you calm people and you have fun and you're an, just an awesome human being. Maybe your ability is that you're going to step out of your comfort zone and share your story and inspire somebody else. I don't know. There's, the list is endless. And I think that bariatric surgery and losing weight helps you to see that. And we talked a little bit about that with with the jobs and the in the in the bias against obesity and and I think that when you really just believe in yourself, how oh man, you're super powerful because oh, yeah. no one can I mean, if you're like I don't care what anybody says, like I'm going to I'm going to do me. Well, whoop, yeah. look out world, you should be put on alert, my friends. We are coming for you. So yes. So I think in the end, the, our, our advice is listen to your gut, listen to your instincts, find that person or find it within yourself to be that person that can be your own, be a cheerleader, can be a champion for you, can, 
you know, again, it might be you. You may be your own cheerleader. Again, I think Betsy is her own cheerleader. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I've got my crew of people that I know I can lean on for that to to move everything forward. And I think everyone's a little bit different in how they function like that. But, you know, listen to your, your mind gut. I'm, we're going to make that a thing. Seriously. <laughs> um, I know. All this and, play on words. And – and and look into it. Do your research. But I think that if you are this close, like if we're on the edge of that cliff, we're just waiting for that. Remember, we're going to get pushed a little bit. Exactly. And love. remember, you always – I mean, I do. I demand more of myself than anyone could ever demand upon me. Yeah. But um, you have it within you too. So decide, commit, act, and succeed, my bariatric babes. Well, that was awesome. If you all are looking for more – you can find us now at drxdietitian.com. That is the new website that Dr. Dovek has made for us. And we also, of course, you can find us on Instagram at drxdietitian. And we look forward to chatting with you soon. Yes. Thanks, guys. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye.